Hello, it's me, Robbie V, and I'm back. Hola, yo soy Robbie V, y aquí estoy otra vez. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Speak English audio experience. Wow, we am so happy to be back. And today I have a super special guest. Wow, tenemos un invitado buenísimo. We've got a famous TikToker. We've got Mike from Chameleon Theater. Mike the Chameleon, how you doing, brother? I am doing awesome. Also, very excited to be here with Robbie V. Yes. Heck yeah. All right. So, um, Mike, we have known each other now for a long time. And isn't that interesting? In este contexto, usamos present perfect. We have known each other. Nos conocemos desde hace mucho tiempo. We have known each other for a long time. And I believe we met, nos conocimos en 2011, in 2011. And I believe it was around October time in the autumn in Madrid, if I'm not mistaken. Si no me equivoco, if I'm not mistaken, it was in October or November 2011. Mike. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, that uh, storytelling course. Yes, you were my trainer, my coach, my teacher, and a very inspirational figure for me during that. Um, how long did that course last, Mike? Was it a week or two weeks? It was just a week. It was just five days to get you guys ready to go up to the north and wow them with your amazing stories. Yeah. Um, and one thing that was clear from that training course was that you were well, this is my opinion, maybe um, I'm mistaken, but my opinion is that you were born to be a storyteller. Naciste para ser um, cuenta cuentos, a storyteller. Would, would you say that? Would you agree with that, Mike? Uh, wow. I mean, it's definitely something like a skill that I've developed through my entire life. I mean, I've always been very expressive, um, but... Uh, but, you know, it, it was something that, that as I grew older and as I became more comfortable with it, I, I became better and better. But I wasn't, I wasn't known for being particularly good at telling stories when I was younger or, or particularly amusing or an entertaining person. It's something that I developed more in my adult life. Wow, that's super cool, Mike. Um, I think that during that course, I was really, really inspired by you. And, and probably the main thing that caught my attention or the main thing that inspired me was how expressive that you were. You were so expressive and you just seemed to have that ability to connect with people. And I think that if you're a trainer, un entrenador, un profesor, se basa en, en eso, conectar con el alumno, inspirar, inspire the student. And that's something that you really really showed during that training course that you knew how to connect with your students and you knew how to inspire your students do you remember like much from that course mike like i honestly i really really enjoyed it and it made a massive impact on me hmm. i just remember bits and pieces bits and pieces here a little story there expressions and anecdote um i remember being being worried because we were embarking on this completely new adventure of going and just 
telling stories to students for an hour every single day for a complete academic year. I was thinking, my gosh, this is a great idea, but actually pulling it off, that's going to be tricky. Wow, I like that vocabulary. It's a phrasal verb to pull something off. Wow. Mm. Joder, ¿cómo podría traducir ese phrasal verb? ¿Cómo hacer algo, realizar algo con éxito? No sé cómo sería la traducción. Mike, ¿me puedes echar un cable? To pull something off? How would you translate that, Mike? Pues, conseguir hacer algo con éxito, tener éxito en algo sería una forma correcta de explicarlo. No sé si es la forma más coloquial de expresarlo, pero... Me gusta. To pull something off, realizar algo, hacer algo con éxito. So, um, I knew that I could pull it off because I had your expert advice and I was a, a big believer in myself. I was very self-confident. But one thing that I knew was that um, without the guidance of your teachings and all your advice, I don't think I would have been able to pull it off as well as I did because that project era un proyecto totalmente nuevo en la Universidad de Cantabria. And um, I'm really proud. Estoy muy orgulloso. I'm very proud of my work there during that period. And yeah, a lot of the success of that course or that project was due to your training that you gave us. And um, it was so good. So at that time, I, I, I'll be honest with you, and this is pretty funny. My boss at that time, who had hired you, here's a nice bit of vocabulary, contratar, to hire someone. So my boss at the time, he hired you to train myself and, and my colleagues, two other colleagues, for this, for this new storytelling course. And my boss at the time, and I'll never forget this, he said that you were so expensive. Es que este, este, este tío es muy caro. Así que tenéis que aprovechar a tope porque este curso nos está costando un ojo. ¿Se dice así? ¿Costar un ojo? ¿Se dice así? Sí, un ojo, un riñón, eso es. So in English, I would say to cost an arm and a leg. So I remember my boss, he, he kept saying, this course, this guy's costing us an arm and a leg. And I was thinking, oh my God, what, this guy, uh, what does he do? Does he have his own company? Is he a freelancer? What, what did you do at the time? What, what was your, jo your actual job? Uh, I think I had already started my own company at that time. I had my own uh, theater company. And probably at that point, I, I probably just had one employee, one other actor who was working for me. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I did, uh, you know, I would do teacher training courses for 65 an hour. And, uh, and he asked me how much it would be for a week. And I said, well, yeah, I'll give you a discount. I'll give you 50 euros an hour. I'll do it for 50 an hour. Do you know what, Mike? I think that that is extremely cheap for the quality of the product that you are offering. Um, that sounds like una ganga. Vaya choya. How would you translate that, Mike? What a bargain. bargain. What a deal. What a deal for me. That would be a pure bargain. 50 euros an hour for your teachings. Oh, my God. I think you should have been charging triple or quadruple that. Wow. <laughs> Um, what a cheapskate. What a cheapskate. Are you kidding me? Complaining about that. I can't believe that he was complaining about that. 
Um, so Ch- Chameleon Theatre, that's the, the, the name of the, the company, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, h- how did you start that and why did you start that, Mike? Well, um, I, I first started getting into theatre when I, uh, back in 90, 98, 1998, 97. World, World Cup France 98, I remember. There you go. <laughs> David Beckham got sent off. Uh, Gabriel Batistuta was there as well. Uh, El Cholo Simeone also played his part in that sending off. Simeone, I didn't like him for a long time after that incident with Beckham. But yeah, 1998, I'll remember that, uh, France 98. And France were the winners against Brazil in the final. There was an incident with final. Ronaldo before the final. I remember he had some sort of fit or something happened before the final, I remember as well. So um, I always remember like dates and years according to like football it's pretty funny so 98 uh, was the year of the world cup in france and it was the year that you started your uh, company chameleon theater well it's the year that i started getting into theater but I, I was working for another yeah. company called interacting at the time and um i worked with them for a couple of years a couple of irish guys who uh, started the company and um they were great taught me a lot about um just theater uh, how theater works and presence on the stage. Um, and, but they couldn't give me the stability. The problem with theater is it's very, um, seasonal. Yeah. You know, when things are good, they're great. And when they're bad, well, see you later. When would be the high season and the low season? Like temporada alta, temporada baja, high season, low season. When would be the seasons then for theater? Well, this was specifically educational theater. Okay. So this was focused on the school year. So you'd have uh, things wouldn't even, you wouldn't start to get any paying jobs until Halloween. Nothing starts until Halloween, right? (laughs) And then people want to start doing activities uh, starting end of October. And that goes till, you know, uh, mid-June. Yeah. Um, But then in the summertime, uh, you know, you got like four four or five months off and also uh, January, January and, and most of February is pretty slow. And so you got about six great months and then you got, uh, then you got six months where you got to do translating or English classes or something else. Yeah. And there's a nice phrasal verb that comes to my mind here. It comes to mind uh, to get by, um, to get by for the rest of the year. Could we say like apañarse? Um, would that be a good translation, Mike? Yeah, I like apañarse, arreglárselas. Mm, to get by. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you had six months where it was great, and then the other six months you had to get by uh, doing other types of work. Exactly, exactly. And 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 the big uh, sort of the deal breaker um, for me was um, my uh, Vaughn, Richard Vaughn, your old boss, yeah. offered me a job uh, doing um, Pueblo Inglés, being an MC. Okay. And uh, I wanted to take it. I, I thought this was a great opportunity, and um, and it would it, it would it would work well with my seasonal job of theater. But the theater guys said we won't let you um, have anything that can possibly cut conflict with what we're doing. Yeah. These guys, these Irish guys, they weren't willing to be flexible. And so I said, well, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm passing up these good opportunities to be with you guys and you're not compensating me with the stability I need was yeah. basically what happened. And so, um, so even though what I had learned was two person theater doing uh, what's called a, a two hander, 
with two people. I, um, from that point on, I, I started my own company. I started doing one man theater, which is less dynamic, but it's great if you want to go out on your own and you don't want to depend on other people. For sure. Um, that's so cool. Do you think that you have an entrepreneur spirit? emprendedor entrepreneur i think it's a word that we've stolen from french but anyway we use it um would you say that you have an entrepreneur spirit michael is it just a case of hey you wanted that freedom to kind of do whatever you wanted and not depend on anyone well it's an interesting question because i don't think i really have much of a entrepreneur spirit but um i think uh, the entrepreneur attitude is really inherent in um in the american mentality yeah i think americans just in general are encouraged to go out and try new things and if you fail no problem you'll try something else and like just that attitude is really instilled in americans just uh from birth that's so um, cool and so I, in my own culture i don't feel like that's something that stands out about me Yeah, but over here I can feel I can feel that oh that's something that makes Americans special. Yeah, and um, and yeah, uh, but I I I can't take credit for it. <laughs> so you're from Cali, right? Is is that true? From California? I am. Um, great place to go surfing. I'm a surfer, and uh, yeah, great place to go surfing there, all along the Californian coast. I'm thinking about places. Uh, like San Diego, um, San Clemente is a very uh, good, famous uh, surfing place as well. Santa Barbara, um, Huntington Beach there. The waves aren't great, but it's uh, renowned for being Surf City, USA. Um, That's right. But yeah, and obviously I imagine snowboarding um, is I think there are there are places where you can go snowboarding as well. I think the, yeah, uh, for surfing and snowboarding, it's a, a great place to live. Whereabouts did you go up? Grow up, Mike? Uh, I grew up just south of San Francisco. So in the in the northern, what's called northern San Francisco, even though it's an, I mean northern California, yep. even though it's more in the middle of the state, um, and uh, just you know, San Francisco is on a peninsula. And I lived at the south end of the peninsula in the center of Silicon Valley. I was about to say that that area is quite famous for having a lot of um, sort of tech billionaires or millionaires and tech um, companies. Um, was that never an option for you, Mike, going down the tech road? The, the tech road? Wasn't that interested. Wasn't <laughs> that interested in, uh, in going that direction. Um, funny enough, Uh, a guy named Jim Hewlett uh, went uh, went to my church and his dad was Bob Hewlett of Hewlett and Packard. The printer, they make printers, right? And I imagine other the things computers, as well. HP, yeah. you know, yeah. HP makes printers and computers and, you know, they used to be significant competitors to uh, Microsoft. So that, that was his dad who owned yeah. that. So his son went to our church was he like um i'm trying to find the words how would i say this como que está claro cuando alguien tiene dinero porque igual tiene un cochazo ropa cara no sé qué um was it obvious that uh mr packard's son was um no hewlett mr hewlett's son mr hewlett exactly bob hewlett's son um was it obvious that he came from a family that uh were wealthy Uh, it was interesting. He wasn't, uh, here's a good word for you, ostentatious. 
Wow. He didn't like to show his wealth uh, outwardly. Um, I th- I think it could be because uh, when you're that wealthy, um, you have a lot of uh, parasites who sort of gravitate towards you. And so <laughs> you, you're beyond trying to show it off. You're like, okay, I just want to, I just want to blend in. I just, I just, uh, I don't want to stand out from the rest. So he was very, um, he was a very shy, just a soft-spoken person. That's so cool. And I think those, yeah, like, like you say, I think the ones that are really wealthy and I like that vocabulary, wealthy uh, es una palabra poco más elegante. Uh, for me, it's a little bit more elegant than rich. Or some people might argue that it might be the next level of rich, that wealthy people have more money than rich people. But anyway, and that's a debate for another day. But I think that the real wealthy people are the ones that um, yeah, don't have that need to show it and um, probably want to, as you said, blend in, buy a vocabulario, blend in. But ahora me, me, me vas a tener que explicar, blend in, como traducirías blend in como desaparecer pero tampoco es desaparecer it's like to um blend in with the crowd how would you say that mike how would you translate that uh, it's tricky es complicadillo pero yo diría pasar desapercibido mm, me gusta en plan camuflarse puede ser efectivamente mm. efectivamente ese es el, el sentido que tiene esa expresión Vaya vocabulario, phrasal verb party here um, to blend <laughs> in. Wow, um, that's so cool. So, you, so how old were you then when you came to Spain after growing up in Northern California? How old were you when you decided to to come over to beautiful Spain? I was twenty three, or of course, the way that us Americans pronounce it is twenty three. I was the same age when I came here. Oh, look at that! All mm. right, it's a good age for getting to know the world. I think so. And what made you come over here, Mike? Well, funny enough, I was chasing the dream of p- playing professional football. Wow. Now, Europe is probably um, the best place, I would say. I'm, I'm probably a little bit biased, but uh, I think Europe's the best place to become a professional footballer. There are loads of opportunities here and a very high standard. And yeah, it's just part of our culture here in Europe, um, especially as you've probably been watching over the last few weeks with the um, the Euros, which ended the other day in a sad fashion for the English, los pobres ingleses. Pero ¿sabes lo que pasa? Es que yo no soy inglés, yo soy galés, así que a mí me da igual. Pero aún así, es que les tengo un poco de cariño porque yo veo todos los jugadores jugar en la Premier. Entonces les tengo cariño. Pero... Toda la semana diciendo, it's coming home, football's coming home. Pues al final, el fútbol, it didn't go home, it went to Rome, is what happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, football is big here in Europe. And, and you came here with that dream of becoming a, a pro footballer. That's right. And uh, and I knew uh, I didn't have much of a chance. Um, I didn't have, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I was realistic. Uh, you know, I... I uh, my my idea wasn't to break into the first division. My idea was, wouldn't it be great if I could play in the second or third division and like maybe have some of my room and board paid for? Yeah, you know? I like that. That would be great. Just, yeah. you know, learn, you know, improve my Spanish, enjoy the Spanish culture, which I loved. And um, 
and get to you know play the game that I also love. You know, the, that's the dream right there. So how did that turn out for you then, Mike? Well, it, it was interesting. It, it was it was interesting because um, on the flight over, I met this other guy who um, he was wearing these uh, soccer shoes that you know these samba shoes. You know, you yeah, Adidas. Like, yeah, Adidas samba. I remember. Yeah, exactly. They were like exactly. a suede. They, did they have like a suede finish? Yeah, I remember. That's exactly it. Those Classics. Yeah. So uh, we we started talking. And it turns out he was also had the exact same idea coming to Spain to play to try like break into the leagues. Like what? casualidad. Pues, ¿Cuántos americanos tontos puede haber? <laughs> pues por lo visto <laughs> muchos. ¿Cómo es posible? So anyway, and this guy had actually played professional ball in the Czech Republic. Okay. Wow. Okay. And so, and so I thought, this is destiny. Yeah, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Me and this guy, we're going all the way. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be telling my grandchildren about this guy and, you know, this, you know, our first conversation on the flight over. So, um, so uh, we, we sort of hooked up at the beginning, you know, we, we uh, got a room together and we were going to, you know, um, and test out our connections. Yep. But um, after about three days, I realized that um, this is not someone who I wanted my destiny connected to. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, he was, uh, he, he was, what do you call it? What do you call it when someone likes to uh, exaggerate and tell stories and, uh, can't really be trusted. Un mentiroso? Yo que sé. I don't know. Sí, directamente. <laughs> a liar. A liar. Or, um... Un canta mañanas. Wow. No, a poser. I would say a poser. Okay. You know, someone who... Talks someone the talk. Is... He talks the talk, but he might not walk the walk. Exactly. Mm. So after about three days, I said, no, this is this is not happening. I went out on my own. And um, and I actually had... Uh, I actually had a a uh, third division team interested in me. I was able to to finally get a, a tryout with this team from Torrejon. Just me, some... me gusta, sorry, Mike, to interrupt you. Um, no, no, no. I really like that vocabulary to try out. So we've got obviously try, probar. Try out in this case is almost like um, to audition. So I could say, imagine if, I, if I'm an actor and I want to um, get a role for a play or for a film, I try out. We could say I audition for the role. Well, this is kind of like the same story, but to get a place or to get a position or to get a contract in a professional football team to try out. Mm, very nice. So you you tried out for a, what was the name of the third division team? It was a Torrejon United or whatever. Yeah, I like that. The mix. Torrejon team. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and they wanted to sign me, so we went and we. Uh, Te we querían fichar. Efectivamente. Te querían que fichar. Oyes. They wanted yeah. to sign you. Yeah, and um, and so we went to go get the paperwork, and they said, "All right, where's your visa?" And I said, "Well, I, I don't, I don't have a visa. I'm here <laughs> illegally." <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, I, "I was hoping you." could get me my visa, like, you know, get me the paperwork. And, um, 
and apparently the way visas work is you uh you have to um you have to get a contract of a certain size something like uh 1800 euros and they said we, we can't even come close to offering you that much we you know you're not worth that and we don't have it you know and um and so and i also realized from seeing the quality of the of the team and the other players that i wasn't going to be able to get any higher than that like yeah. i was already you know i i wasn't I wasn't going to be a star on that team. You know, I was going to be, you know, a team player. I was going to be able to fit in fine, but you know, I had hit the ceiling. So I said, well, I gave it a try. So, uh, so then after that, I, I started teaching English. I knew I could fall back on teaching English. And, uh, and then I just found some, um, some lower level leagues to play on just with some, you know, just in a friendly manner. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and so and I, I, I continued playing, which was great, and um, and uh, teaching English. That's so cool, Mike. And I think that um, just being over here and, and playing over here, you're right that the level over here is really, really high. And even playing at a yeah, maybe a, an amateur level, uh, you can still learn a lot and you can still um, have some cool experiences because, yeah, football is a really, really big part of the culture here. And uh, I, I imagine you've had some cool times playing football uh, at whatever level that's super cool um wow um just before we move on mac i don't want to talk about football too much but um you've been living in madrid now i imagine for a long time since you were 23 is that right you've, have you always been in madrid yeah pretty much uh, we i moved back to the states for three years during that time but the rest of the time I've been here in Madrid. Uh, do you support? Here's a nice bit of vocabulary. Ser de un equipo in English. We say to support a team. O sea, apoyar. To support a team. Um, do you support uh, a team here in Spain? And, and is that team from Madrid? It is. It is indeed. Mm. And they wear the white shirts. I'm so glad you said that. That's made me really, really happy, especially after what I said about uh, Cholo Simeone's uh, altercation with David Beckham in 1998. I'll never forget that. Um, so that's super cool. Um, I'm uh, a big Real Madrid supporter too. So um, that's so cool. And I'm so glad that you've been able to, um, I don't know, experience living in the city of the best football team in the world. So... Um, now, I didn't really see much of you or hear much from you after our training course. I, I think I sent you an email. I, no, I don't think I know I sent you an email because uh, I looked at it not too long ago. And <laughs> I did, yeah. And yeah, I sent you an email after that training course. And I think we might have sent a couple more after that. But then um, we just sort of lost contact could you say that in Spanish? Perder el contacto igual, me imagino que se dice igual en español, to lose contact with someone. We lost a bit of contact. And then one day I was scrolling. Here's a nice bit of vocabulary. No sé cómo traducirlo al español. To scroll, like you scroll up with your mobile phone is when you sort of like, when you're looking, especially on TikTok, you scroll up or you can scroll down. ¿Cómo sería en español? Mike, a ver si me puedes ayudar con esta traducción. Deslizar. Deslizar. Deslizando. I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw 
your face on there making or um i think it was different laughs or, or different types of laughs i believe and right. and i think it was a viral video it must have been because it came up on my for you page um and i thought es que conozco a este tío este tío es que me suena la cara his face rings a bell his face is familiar to me es que me suena la cara de este señor o este hombre a ver and i was like that's my trainer mike from 2011 and sure enough it was you mike and I was so happy to see you on TikTok. I was so surprised. It was just very strange that I hadn't seen you for like 10 years. And then I just saw you on TikTok. And I was like, are you kidding me? Now, like, why the hell did you start on? How did you get started on TikTok? What happened there, Mike? How did you get started on this super cool social media platform? Well, it was funny. Uh, it is basically due to my, thanks to my son. Uh, I have a, a 20 year old son. He's now 21. And, um, he, he was, he would spend a lot of time on TikTok. He had, uh, he had his own account with about 15,000 followers and, um, you know, which, which is respectable for it a 20 year old, you yeah, know, for sure. And, um, and he said, and he said, uh, and I, I was making some, you know, for my theater shows, I'd make some uh, supporting uh, videos um, on YouTube, post them on YouTube. And so when schools hire me, I give them a playlist from my YouTube channel, and then they watch with their students these videos, and that prepares them to uh, understand the vocabulary that we're going to use in the shows. I love that. And yeah, it works really well. Um, so he said, Papa, he calls me, we speak in English, but he calls me Papa. Nice. <laughs> He says, uh, Papa, you've got to get on TikTok. They have these great filters. You can do all these funny filters and they'll be great for your YouTube videos. You know, you can get inspired. And so I, I bounced around a little bit and, you know, sort of experiment. I made two or three just sort of silly videos. And, um, and uh, of course, nothing happened. You know, they had like two views or four views, you know, just yeah. absolutely nothing. And I got bored with it and said, okay, that's it. I, I tried. And yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. You know, TikTok, this, this is for young people. What am I doing here? Yeah. I turned it off. And a couple of weeks later, he says, oh, but you should really give it a second try. Like he showed me <laughs> a couple of videos and showed me some things. He was like insistent. Like you, you could like have a lot of fun. Like uh, this is, this is a really cool platform. You got to get on here. Es que lo tenía claro tu hijo. Es que TikTok es el futuro. Hay que meterse ahí sí o sí. Efectivamente. <laughs> y, and so, um, and so I said, well, okay, I, I'm going to get, I'll, I'll give it another try, right? I'll, I'll try it again. And, uh, and I tried some videos and, uh, and, and he tutored me, right? He actually took me aside and said, all right, this is the way you have to do it. You, you have to, papá, boomer. You got to use hashtags. <laughs> what? what? What's a hashtag? <laughs> so you're learning new vocabulary all the time. They were calling you boomer. They were called, they were showing you about hashtags. It was a totally new world for you. I, I know because it was the same for me when I started. Exactly. Humbling. It was very humbling. Oh, what's the, okay. Teach me how to do this. Yeah. You got to put FYP on here. FYP. What's, what's FYP? Oh, for you page. Okay. Thanks. Right. So, Puts, he, he 
teach me how to use hashtags. And he says, Papa, I'm going to blow you up on TikTok. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blow you up. Watch this. So he does a, a video, right? He does a TikTok video. He's like, Hola chicos, quiero que sigáis a mi padre, que es un tío super cachondo. Mira qué cachondo es. Y me pone la cara, o sea, me pone la cámara en la cara. Y yo me quedo como, eh, eh, hola, sí, lo que dice mi hijo, soy súper eh, gracioso. Sígueme. <risa> Algo así improvisado, vamos, una chorrada, está yeah. claro. And, uh, and the next day, woke up and I had like 150 followers. And I was like, whoa, hey, okay, well, let me make some videos. And then I started getting comments, you know, started like getting into the dynamic of, you know, getting comments and yeah. interacting with, with your followers, you know, yeah. which is, which is what it's all about, the connection mm. with other people. And, um, and so, yeah, I started getting inspired. And then, uh, and then I had this one video that went viral. I had so one video. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but I just want to highlight this vocabulary. So to go viral, podríamos decir en español, hacerse viral, to go viral. So in este caso, eh, el video se hizo viral, the video went viral. Mm, and just be careful with that pronunciation, viral, viral. Y ya que estamos hablando de este tema de pronunciación, virus... It's not virus in English, se dice virus. Y de, de ahí viene viral. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. So you had one video that went viral. Yeah, exactly. So I had one video that went viral and that made my followers explode and, and everything uh, started creating a, a domino effect. Mm. Actually, there's something funny about this video. Uh, I made this video um, that basically says, oh, Spanish is easy. All you have to do is take an English word and put an O on it. Perfect, perfecto. Correct, correcto. Right. And then at the end, uh, he says, isn't that great? And the guy says, Oh, no, he said, Oh, then he says, cool. And, and then I have a stupid person who's listening to him with a stupid face and I say, cool. Well, right. <laughs> and that's it. Right. It doesn't even make that much sense. But anyway, it's funny because about three months ago, there was a remake of this where they used my voice, but instead of my face, they had the little uh, eyes and mouth on top of maps. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, and, and, they, and they did that. So it's like, you know, uh, America talking and then the UK talking and then South America listening and whatnot. And my original video had like 300,000 views. Not right? bad. Not bad, exactly. For me at the time, it was crazy viral. Yeah. And, um, and the, the remake has like five million. Do you get credit <laughs> for that? Well, it says it down at the bottom. You uh, know, it'll the, say, sound. Like, the soundtrack yeah. comes from Mike the Chameleon. You know, it sort of scrolls by. That's it. Like, <laughs> hey, what the heck? It's like, you know, viral on Twitter, viral on Facebook. It like totally exploded. Like, hey, that's my voice. Show some respect. I wanted some credit at least. Um, that's classic. And, and one of the cool things about TikTok, um, and in this case, maybe not so cool, but uh, I don't think it has made a difference, Mike, because your crecimiento, tu crecimiento ha sido brutal. Your growth has been incredible. Um, today is the 13th of July, 2021. 
And I believe you have 2.8 million followers on TikTok, which is incredible. You have had so many viral videos of all different types. Now, for me, like it's difficult to just give your type of content, your type of videos, one sort of name or, or to put them in one category because there's a, a range. I own amplio rango, the, the, the videos. They make the chameleon and they range from three types of laughs. Um, <laughs> Spanish is straight or Spanish is easy. Um, maybe some actual um, videos for people learning English to maybe for them to practice interacting with some um, dialogues. We could call them interactive dialogues. So there's a wide range of videos there, Mike. What is your goal or, or what, what do you try to achieve with the content that you create, Mike? Well, that is the million dollar question, Robbie. That's <laughs> the million dollar question right there. Um, so uh, I mean, uh, basically what's happened is I have just made videos about whatever I'm interested in, whatever I enjoy, or whatever uh, skills I feel like I have um, to share that with the world, um, which isn't limited to, uh, which isn't limited to any one category. Yeah. Um, which is great because in lots of different categories, I've had videos go viral. Mm. But the bad thing about it is now I have these, uh, all these followers who have um, joined me, uh, you know, have started following me when they've seen these different videos. And now uh, it's very hard for my videos to get traction. And I think it's because I make a video and it goes out to my followers and, you know, other people, but uh, the majority of my followers are thinking, oh, esto está en inglés, pues a, a mí no me, a mí me gustan las risas, pero yeah. no me gusta en inglés, entonces yeah. paso, ¿no? Por ejemplo, mm -hmm. si es, si es algo para enseñar inglés, otro, pues hago las risas o algo gracioso en español y los que, los alumnos que quieren aprender inglés, que son de Pakistán o son de otro yeah. país, dicen, uh, um, no me entero, I don't understand this. And they, they scroll by, right? Yeah. They scroll past it. Claro. And so now... Porque tú haces videos en español y también en inglés. Entonces, me imagino que tu audiencia, tu público, es de, 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 de todo el mundo, ¿no? Tú, tú, tú ves la, la analítica de, de tus seguidores y todo eso. Claro. Where claro. are they from all around the world? All around the world. The majority uh, used to be 20% Mexico. Now it's about 15% Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, and it's still about, uh, 35% Latin America, about mm -hmm. 35%. But now it's also Pakistan. It's also Nepal. Wow. I have a big, big following in the Philippines. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's exciting because I have a lot of, you know, it shows that I have a lot of different talents. Yeah. But, um it's it's a bit counterproductive in terms of creating a channel that's going to be successful yeah i understand what you mean for sure um i, I don't think you're alone uh in that i think there are a lot of people who 
um, yeah, it takes them a while to, to find out or to figure out, you know, a little bit of direction. But for me, the main thing, and I think it says this in your profile, if I'm not mistaken, um, es que siempre digo eso, si no me equivoco, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I always say it all the time. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, um, and, I, and the thing is, I only say if I'm not mistaken, if I know I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Um, but I, I believe it says bringing joy and happiness or something along those lines. Uh, your idea or your goal is to bring joy and happiness to people. Is, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Spreading joy is what I like to say. That's my what's up uh, motto is just spreading joy. It's just trying to transmit my energy and my positivity for life uh, with other people, which involves a lot of my humor, but then also um, – a lot of my own experiences yeah. and um, and my knowledge, you know, and yeah. and um, being a wiser, more intelligent person can also bring joy. Hundred you know? so percent, definitely. That's sort of my umbrella idea. And I and I, you definitely do that for sure. And I think you make a massive impact on on your audience and um, and a positive impact on a lot of people. And and I'm sure that you bring a lot of joy to those people. And I know that I'm a big fan of your content. Uh, it always makes me laugh. And so we could say that you are famous. You're TikTok famous. We could definitely say that. Have you had any, um, first of all, any experiences where you have been asked for photos in the street or people have recognized you and they've said, oh, Mike, I've seen you on TikTok. Can I get a photo? Has, have you had much of that? Well, probably my funniest uh, TikTok fame experience was uh, when I was at a school, I was working at a school for three days. Yeah. And by the third day, word had gotten around to all the classes that I was TikTok famous. <laughs> and all these kids had started following my account. They were super yeah. excited. And I got swamped by this. On the last day, I got swarmed as I was going through the playground, El Patio. Um, I got swarmed by all these kids who wanted me to sign autographs please sign my autograph. So I started signing autographs, but there were a lot of children who didn't have paper. Oh. And so they said, no problem. Sign my, sign my arm, <laughs> I can, sign my arm, sign my hand, sign my t-shirt. No right? way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sign my t-shirt. And then, and then they're like, sign my forehead. You're kidding. Mike, the chameleon on your forehead. <laughs> So like, you know, it's not easy to draw on a forehead. You know, you can imagine, you can't even anchor your hand anywhere. Yeah. And the hilarious thing was, as soon as I would do, you know, one thing, there, there would be like the person who got it would shout out to the rest of the group, Matthew, el brazo. <laughs> and then everyone was like, yo también quiero. <laughs> and el colmo, the best, the best one was at the end of the day, there was this one kid who was all, I had already signed his arm. I had already signed his forehead. He's like, quiero que me firmes la espalda. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls up his t-shirt. He's like, right here, sign my back. Que fuerte. <laughs> Estos chavales. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. What were the other teachers or the other sort of adults? Were they just like, oh my God, this guy's crazy famous. Yeah, they were just shaking their heads going, what's going on here? Who is this guy? That's classic. That's so yeah. 
It was funny. It was uh, definitely funny. I imagine that um, those guys uh, were super happy uh, that they got to meet you. And yeah, it's one of the cool things about um, yeah having a big audience is that yeah maybe sometimes you can meet these people who follow you and people who really enjoy your content. I know it's happened to me a few times, and yeah, I always love meeting people, and yeah, I don't want to uh, come across uh, no quiero parecer. I don't want to seem um, you know like I have an ego or anything. Um, but yeah, it's so nice when, when you get people who show some appreciation and it's always good to show that appreciation back. So um, if you see me around Santander, around Cantabria or wherever you see me, say hello. I would love to say hello and um, maybe take a picture. Um, cool, Mike. And Hey, Robbie, I got one more, one more funny story for you. Fire you away. One more Go ahead, man. Story. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I met, I was talking to a teacher, a teacher, and, uh, and I met his son who was like, uh, maybe 15 or 16. Yeah. And, and I, and I was, and it, his dad said, Oh, do you know this guy? Apparently he's big time on TikTok. And the son looks at me and it's like, no, I don't know this guy. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. You probably don't know me. I, you, you, no, he asked me, well, what kind of videos do you do? But no, I don't know you. I'm like, well, you might know me. He's like, no, trust me. I don't know you. Like, who's this old, you know, boomer who thinks yeah. I might know him? You know, like, yeah. get, get get over yourself, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you know, I do these videos where, like, I, I tr- you, you can't smile. You know, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And suddenly his eyes light up and he's like, oh, you're the ha-ha guy. <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like, "See, uh, I thought you might have seen me." He's like, "Oh my gosh!" So it's funny to see him be all cocky and like, "What? Me? I've heard of you." ¿Quién es este chulo? Este este señor tan chulo diciéndome que es famoso y tal. Efectivamente. Why? That's so cool. And have you ever had any opportunities to meet maybe other famous people through your fame on TikTok? Have you ever had any contact? With famous people, I know I always talk about um, there's a footballer called Sergio Reguilon. Big love, big respect to Sergio. Um, I met him through TikTok. And uh, yeah, I think um, it's been so cool for me to um, yeah uh, chat to him. And, and yeah, and if I hadn't been on TikTok, I would have never had that opportunity. So um, have you ever had anything similar where you've been able to meet someone famous or someone um, yeah, like that who follows you on TikTok? Well, I had a, uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting experience like that about, uh, I guess about two months ago. Um, I started, uh, I started trying to grow my account on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, on Instagram, I'm, I'm just a, a baby. I only have like 5,000 followers. My account's still very small. Um, but I'm starting to get, uh, DMs and people contacting me on Instagram and a lot of requests. I get a lot of requests of, Hey, can I have your phone number? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me your WhatsApp. I, w- I want to like. Uh, can we do a? Can we do a video call? No way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. You know what? I I don't do that. Like, nope. Sorry, not gonna happen. So you know, I just tell these people. Well, you know, I'm preparing a platform. If you're interested in classes, you know, then you know, the, the, there will be options then for you to you know have contact with me. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I'm. I just start like having this a generic response for these people. Yep. And uh and one day I get one of these messages, "Hey, I love your videos. I really love the way you teach English. 
Um, I want you to give me classes. Same answer. Look, uh, thank you. But, um, you know, here's this information not do, I don't do, I don't give out my WhatsApp number. And she says, Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I totally understand. She's very, very, uh, very nice, very understanding. And then I take a look at her name and I see that there's a little blue check next to her name. She's verified. Oh, she's verified. Exactly. And I'm like, Oh, whoa, look at that. That's, that's, uh, impressive. So I open up her account. And she has 1.8 million followers. On Instagram. On Instagram. Wow, like, she's a big shot. She is the real deal Ooh. right there. So, so then I decide to write her back and I say, hey, you know what? I am going to give you my WhatsApp number. <laughs> I can make an exception for you. <laughs> but I explain, I say, you know, I say, um, well, I'd be interested in giving you classes if you could help me um, maybe do some promotional things on Instagram. Because it turns out, turns out she is um, a famous actress from Pakistan. Mm. Of course, I'd, I had never heard of her. I don't know any Pakistani yeah. uh, actresses or actors. Um, but, you know, I did some research and... She is, she is big time. Um, so yeah, so, uh, we came to the agreement of, um, I would do some private classes with her. Uh, I did, uh, four private classes with her and in exchange, she is promoting me on her channel. And, uh, and she, and now, now she's, we keep, we're still doing classes, but she's paying now. And, um, she is going to start teaching me Urdu, no which is the way. Pakistani language. Yes. That's so cool, Mike. That's amazing. And um, do you think that, like, being realistic, I mean, your Spanish is flawless. Vaya vocabulario, flawless is otra forma de decir perfecto, flawless. Um, because a flaw is an imperfection. So flawless is como decir sin imperfecciones. O sea, perfecto, flawless. Your Spanish is flawless, but I imagine you've been learning Spanish for, for a long, long time or, or, or speaking Spanish for a long time. Ur, ur, I can't even say it. Urdu, Urdu, Urdu. I mean, is that a realistic goal for you, Mike, to learn Urdu? Ur, ur, how do you say it? Urdu. Urdu, there you go. Um, well, uh, I have to be honest. Um, my goal isn't to learn Urdu. Um I just think it would be a huge investment with um, difficult to see what the return on that investment would be. But, um, but we thought it would be cool for me to be, do some videos together where I'm, uh, she's teaching me Urdu and I'm teaching her English and we're doing like a little language exchange. And I'm trying to teach her how to say some difficult things in English. Her English is great. Um, you know, she's my gosh, she's not bilingual, but she's super comfortable. Um, and then me, you know, struggling to say some things in Urdu. So we just thought that would be like a, a fun, playful way we could do some collaboration. 
That sounds like some top quality content right there. And I can't wait to see that content of you speaking Urdu. And I think one of the reasons why your Spanish is so good is because you're an actor. And I always believe that some that when you're speaking a different language, it's almost like being an actor. So I'm sure that you would um, do a great job there. And I'm sure, Mike, that she's not the only high profile person that will want to work with you. Um, I expect big, big things from you in the future. And I can't wait to watch that journey. Mm, I'll be there every step of the way. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's it's uh, the teacher becoming the student here with you and me. I was your teacher to start with, and now you are mentoring me. I'm so inspired by <laughs> what you have done and what you do, Robbie. Thank you, brother. Yeah, it's a pleasure and I love doing it. And um, yeah, if I can share my experiences with people that I have a lot of time for, then uh, that's a big pleasure for me. So, Mike, it's been super cool to chat to you, man. Um, just um, before we sign off, before we finish, before we wrap this up, we can catch you, of course, on TikTok. That's Mike uh, the Chameleon or is it Mike from Chameleon Theatre? Mike the Chameleon is the name. Okay. Um, Chameleon. Chameleon. Con CH, ¿verdad? Eh, sorry. We'll put uh, a link to all Mike's social media platforms in the description of this podcast. Uh, what are you on Instagram? What's your username on Instagram, Mike? It's uh, Mike the Chameleon underscore official. Holy shit, that sounds so professional. I love it. That official. <laughs> Ese toquecito profesional. Oficial, I really like it. Very cool. And it's a Mike the Chameleon. There, it's a uh, it's a page about a chameleon named oh, Mike, an actual chameleon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no way. But you're the official one. And um, what have we got on um, on tour on YouTube as well? What's your uh, YouTube channel? Uh, there it is, Chameleon Teatro. Vale, genial. Well, we'll. Um, We'll check out those other social media channels. We'll put the links to, the, um, to those social media channels in the description. And uh, we will be watching closely. Mike, thank you so much for all the content you produce, all the joy that you bring to everyone. It is el puto amo. Y para mí, una, ins una persona que me ha inspirado muchísimo. So thanks so much for your time, Mike. It's been epic to chat to you. It's been a pleasure. It really has been. Thank you so much for having me. No worries, brother. So there we go. We've got... Another episode of the Let's Speak English audio experience in the bag. This one has been a doozy. Wow. Vaya capítulo. What an episode with Mike the Chameleon, a super famous TikToker and someone that I have a lot of time for. And I can't wait to see what's up next for Mike. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Let's Speak English. We've got a new video every Friday. Un video nuevo todos los viernes para mejorar tu inglés. Yo estoy aquí para ayudarte a dominar el inglés y cambiar tu vida. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. That's Let's Speak English. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok. That's Let's Speak English. And I've got big news. Tengo una noticia buenísima. Esta semana hemos lanzado nuestra aplicación Inglés Everyday Wowee. Ya puedes descargar la aplicación en Play Store. Also, for Apple devices, it's totally free. Una aplicación totalmente gratis. Descárgala ya. Espero que te guste. 
la aplicación. Espero que aprendas mucho. Ya me contarás qué tal. Write me a message. Send me a DM. Let me know how the app is going. I would love to get some feedback. And you know how we do it. We'll be back next Friday for another episode of the Let's Speak English audio experience where you can listen to me chat with the coolest people. Y por supuesto, aprender inglés útil para el día a día.